Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to Thriving Lives. Um, we are talking tonight about finding your staple meals, your go-to foods to keep on hand, your go-to meals, um, whether it's on a daily basis or things you can swap in and out. Like I have like a handful of dinners that I, over the past handful of months, have been kind of swapping in and out. Um, and the importance of finding these go-to meals and these importance of finding these 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 um, you know go-to foods and your staples and things of that nature is because. It takes the thought process. It takes all the hard work out of tracking and meal prepping and figuring out what am I going to do for dinner when you have some of these go-to meals. I think we all, you know, I, I don't want to say all, but I know like myself growing up, my family, we all had our staple meals, whether it was our staple things that we would do whenever we go out and then we'd have those at home as well. However, those weren't exactly the healthiest. Um, very rarely was it more health focused. And honestly, I don't even think it really ever was. Um, so so, so everybody has their staples. And if we are trying to make healthier lifestyle changes, then all we got to do is take one staple and swap it with a better version of it. Um, so we're going to be kind of talking about a little bit of that tonight. Renee is going to be sharing some of her staples. She's, she's gluten-free as she's discussed over the last couple of, of, of times on here as well. So she, her staples are going to look a little bit different, um, but good stuff as well. Um, and then obviously, you know, my, my, my ladies that are on the call tonight, if you guys want to chime in with your go-tos or things of that nature that's worked with you in the past, that'd be great. Um, before we dive into that though, real quick, um, Allison here on, on the call, she's going to Chicago this weekend. And I, I figured I'd, I'd give some tips and pointers on what to do on a short little travel trip, such as this one that she's about to go on to just for any of, of the other listeners and whatnot. So she's going to Chicago. She's going to see her son. This is not a work trip. This is for pleasure. This is to see her son and just to enjoy all that Chicago has to offer. So she's going on Friday, coming back on Monday. So it's a very short, quick trip. Um, first and foremost, she's going there to see her son. So all, all I want her to do is go enjoy herself there at Chicago. Um, you know, see her son, he lives far away at this point and she gets to see him a handful of times a year. So go and embrace that and go enjoy again, Chicago. Uh, now, what are some things that we should control while we're there and just keep mindful of and allow yourself to tread water, not just fall totally off the rails with this. Um, number one is water intake. This is always something we, we always talk about. It's controllable, whether you're at work, you're at home, whatever the case is, uh, we have to figure out a way to get in tons and tons of water. One of my first things I do on every single trip I go on, whether I flew or I drove or whatever, is even if I'm in Vegas, I'm going to go spend about $50 day one on just a ton and ton and ton of water. Um, so I have that in my hotel room or whatever the case is. Um, so water intake is, is very important. So if you're traveling by car, perfect. Just bring your, your jug, whatever you're going to do, um, or, you know, bottles of water. And if you're traveling, that has to be a, for, especially if you're staying in like a hotel and you don't really have access to like, you know, an Airbnb with the fridge and water and, and cups and all that stuff. So make sure you have some sort of good source of water. Um, second focus on protein still. Um, now if you go to a coffee shop, and get a pastry or something like that, like enjoy yourself, but you're obviously not going to get much protein there, but your main meals, your lunches, your breakfast, your dinners, try to focus on protein first. Um, another thing I like to do on this as well is instead of just throwing caution to the wind and just picking all of that, that gluttonous food for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, pick one or two of those meals that you are going to indulge more. And in. you're going to say, I don't really care what's in this. I'm just going to get it. Um, but don't do that to all of your meals because if you do that for four days and you had 12 meals like that, you just went hardcore on all the stuff that's going to wreck your digestion. It's, you know, even if your calories weren't super high, you're still eating out a whole lot. And ultimately you're going to come back and, and feel super bloated and just sluggish. It's going to be harder to get back in, 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 
in the swing of things. So if we can keep at least a couple of those meals mindful, and again, focusing on more nutrient dense foods, pretty much everywhere you go to for the most part is going to have an option of getting some sort of a protein option, whether that's fish or that's chicken or that's a steak or whatever. And then some sort of veggies, whether that's a salad with you know, fish or chicken on it, um, or just a big filet of some sort um, of, of whatever kind of meat you're going to be doing with that. And then some sort of a veggie on the side as well. It's always an easy, easy option. That's very close to like what your meal plan might look like. Um, and again, your focus on nutrient dense right there. Um, you know, when you're traveling, when you're spending time with friends and family and stuff like that, usually the biggest thing is that quality time you're getting with your significant other or your son in this situation or whoever. But I do recognize that a component of travel is enjoying different foods from different places. So we don't want to travel and then be super restrictive and not indulge in the fun things like that. Um, what's most important, you know, for Allison in this situation or anybody who's who knows that they have a trip coming up is crush it all the days leading up to it. You know, you're about to go indulge for a four day trip or a seven day trip or 14 or whatever length of trip you're going on. So all the days leading up to it, let's control it. Let's be even more intentional about executing leading up to it. And then as soon as you come back home, let's get right back on track as soon as possible and not waste any time getting back on track. So again, water intake while you're there at the trip, try to focus on protein with all those meals. And then one or two of your, you know, three to four meals that you're going to be eating out each day. Let's try to make those more nutrient dense, focus more on the health benefits of it and what it's going to be giving you fibers and, you know, foods and stuff like that. And then enjoy the other ones as well. Um, you know, sleep, that's that's one where it's like, depending on where you're at, you know, if you're going to Vegas, we're not going to be sleeping very well. If you're going elsewhere, then yeah, and, and, you know, enjoy the stress-free situation with, you know, being absent from work or whatever the case is and enjoy some sleep. But obviously that's something where you're in different locations. So sleep might not be as controllable. Um, in this situation, she's going to Chicago. She's going to get lots of steps in. So like workout wise, it's only two or three days. If you want to work out, of course, go for it. Whenever I'm traveling, you know, Half the days that I'm there, or, you know, a third or a quarter of them, I do try to get in workout. I just love working out. I love exploring new gyms. So wherever I'm traveling to, I like to look ahead to what are the gyms in the area? What are the cool bodybuilding style type gyms that I can go check out? Um, but at the same time, it's only three or four days, or even if it's a week, I crush it leading up to it and then enjoy whatever that looks like whenever you're there. But again, she's going to be walking a lot. So that's fantastic. She'll get all of her steps in. And really that's about it. Aside from that, enjoy your time with your son or anybody else who's going on a trip. Enjoy the trip for all it is. We we don't work hard on our nutrition and on our workouts so that we can deprive ourselves of all those fun joys of traveling and all the stuff that comes with it. So enjoy that stuff and then come home. Don't waste any time. Get right back on track. If you eat, if you're eating out, you know, 12 times over the course of those four days, it, you're going to come back and it's going to be tough to lock back in. Like I admit that it's tough for me to lock back in after you've said yes to all these different, you know, eating out experiences. But what's most important is regardless how difficult it is, you're going to have cravings. You're going to want to say yes to other foods. Just get back to plan because you're going to feel better and you're just going to be happy with how your week goes. And that way we're not letting four days turn into a whole week or a whole week turn into, you know, an entire month of us being off because we never really got back on track. So that's just a, the biggest step is as soon as you come back, make that first day back, that first week back, very intentional about being on plan as best we can. Um, anyway, that's what we have with that. Now let's go ahead and dive on into our topic of the night, which again is staple meals and go-to foods. Um, so first off, um, 
the meal plans, let's start with that, um, that you guys are on that I build out for you. That is taking, you know, your food preferences and turning that into a way that we can eat those on a consistent basis. Um, most of those meals, especially on like the moderate or the higher carb days, they're very, very well balanced. Low carb is like, you know, veggies and protein a lot of the time, just because we're going lower carb. But uh, again, that's only a tool we have to use and the times where we have to, you know, be in a, in a deeper calorie deficit. But so the other meals though, they're going to be well balanced. You're going to have a good, healthy amount of carbs with each meal, fats with each meal and protein with each meal as well. They're going to be well structured with it. Um, here as of late, I've been trying to include more options um, with each meal. And so is Renee as well. So like meal 2A, meal 2B, meal 2C, give people some variety with it. Um, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen that, and maybe we haven't updated your diet plan in a while for whatever reason, if you want some more options, definitely let me know so I can, you know, accommodate that and help you out. Um, but so kind of coming back to it in, in a busy life, when you got kids and you have a career and you just go, 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 it's going to be hard for you to just find new recipes and go cook them every single day. Some people love that and they like to put a lot of time into that. And that's wonderful. That's not most people though. That's not most people here in TLF either. So we have to find our go-tos. And, and and so I'm trying to give a lot of people their go-tos, you know, their, their basic staple meals that they should have as part of most days. And then some other days they could be more, you know, that they can vary what that looks like. Same thing with snacks. You know, I'll put a little sn snack list together of like, here's some things that are relatively, you know, calorie friendly with it. Um, you're indulging a little bit, but also not going, you know, overboard with it. So I try to provide some of those things, but the best thing that you can do for yourself is, Take a little extra time at the grocery store. Just stroll the aisles. This is the best way to learn what your go-to foods are is explore. Look at foods that look interesting, that foods that look tasty to you and pick them up and look at the nutrition content with it. You know, if you've been kind of looking over the macros that are on your nutrition plan and things like that, you'll quickly start recognizing, oh my God, this is a ton of carbs. Like if I'm only supposed to be having optimally for my body at this point in my, in my, you know, in my phase, 150 grams of carbs and what you just picked up has 50 grams of carbs, you've got to think to yourself, is this worth sacrificing a third of my carbs with it? And so by just scrolling through there, looking at the, grabbing the foods that look interesting to you, that, that sound good, look at the nutrition label on it. Um, you know, I, I did this recently with, with sauces just because I wanted to refresh some of my sauces in my fridge. And it's, it's very insightful to be able to see, oh my God, this has 10 grams of fat per teaspoon or for, per tablespoon. That's probably not going to be one that I want to do because that's, you know, if I'm having even hundred grams of fat, that's still a 10th of my fat. Is that going to be worth it in the, in the long run with it? And especially if you're at 60 or 70 grams of fat, that's taking up a big chunk, you know, you know, with 10 grams, one of those things would be like, and I'm now I'm kind of getting on tangent about sauces, but, um, like Chipotle sauce, that's one that so many people love. Um, but it's got like 14 or 15 grams of fat per little packet. And most people who eat that, they're not just eating one of those, they're smashing two or three of those. So in just one setting of having Chick-fil-A, they just had 30 to 45 grams of fat in sauce, not even including the food they had with that meal or the foods they have elsewhere. So starting to look at the, the nutrition labels is very, very key. It helps you learn the value of the foods you're eating and it learns, helps you learn what's worth it and what's not worth it is how I kind of like to look at some foods. Um, but again, trying to find your, your go-to foods again, like in my pantry and, and I'll, I'll kind of use my own examples and Renee, I definitely want to hear yours as well. But so like in my pantry, I always have complete cookies on hand. Um, not a great source of protein necessarily. It's got some protein in it, but it's just a tasty, you know, uh, it gives me my, my craving. It helps me fill my craving of cookies, 
but it's going to be higher fiber, a little bit of protein in it and, and things of that nature. So it's just a better alternative to like, you know, Toll House cookies, whatever your, your cookie would be. Um, so that's always the thing I always keep on hand. I love chocolate rice cakes. Like it's, I love chocolate rice cakes, especially throw on some almond butter on that. So that's always on deck in my pantry. Is that, am I going to have either of those two things very often? Probably not. Maybe the rice cakes more than the complete cookies, but it's up there. So I have it. Um, or let's say I ran out of rice. Like tonight I was about to run out of rice. Luckily I had enough time to, to throw in some, you know, in, in the rice cooker um, and, and start making some rice. So I would have that for my, my last meal tonight. But if I didn't have that, I have the complete cookies. I have the rice cakes that now if I need to get hundred grams of carbs or 50 grams of carbs, my last meal, boom, I have some very simple things to go grab and pull from that. I don't have to go and cook at eight 30. I have some go-to foods on hand that will help me kind of hit those numbers, you know, keeping things like olive oil. I already mentioned almond butter, peanut butter, stuff like that on hand. And those things will help us kind of fill in the missing gaps and help us hit our macros um, as well with it. Um, but then in terms of like, you know, lunches for me. And again, I'm a different, I'm a different person. So I'm excited to hear what Renee has to say about some of her meals, but like, I am, I'm kind of a robot sometimes with some of my meals. Um, you know, my couple protein shakes, those have always said the same, you know, a lot of you guys, you know, that, you know, I, I love adding chia seeds to protein shakes. It's just a very, very simple and easy and effective way of getting a good amount of fiber into your diet. Um, especially if, if, for those of you who don't really like eating a lot of veggies, not saying you shouldn't eat veggies because you still eat them, but having that, that chia seeds or psyllium husk and things of that nature will help you get that fiber intake in. But so I always have both of those things on hand as well. But so my protein shakes usually stay about the same. My lunch has essentially stayed the same forever. It's, it's some amount of rice, depending on what phase I'm at and how much carbs I'm needing in my diet at the time, um, some sort of a veggie, and then usually chicken. Um, right now, my fat's a little bit higher, so I've been adding coconut oil to that or um, or some some ghee butter. I don't know if it's ghee or ghee, whatever, G-H-E-E. I don't know how to say it. Um, anyway, though, so like that's, that's kind of my go-to lunch, and I'll usually actually have that twice a day, um, that exact meal. But then my dinners, because I have a little more time to fluctuate it, you know, sometimes I like having, you know, corn tortilla so I can make um, you know, street tacos of some sort. Um, I've been really loving, you know, whenever I utilize the Thriving Lives Kitchen meal planner, I've been loving the pizzas as well. So I'll get, you know, my non from, I'll think about it on the weekend. Whenever I'm at Sam's Club, do I want to have some pizzas this week? Perfect. I'll go get my non bread. I'll swing by price trap on the way home and grab some pizza sauce. And then boom, I have that to kind of finagle into my diet and plan that ahead. Um, you know, I'll take a lot of the same meals, like a chicken and rice meal. And especially for dinner time, I have more, more time to make it. I'll use things like, um, like different curry pastes, um, just different, whatever, whatever the case is, you know, sauces that I want to use with it. But again, like curry is really, really good or any sort of like Thai, um, or Indian spices is always a good thing to kind of add into that. Just so it's taking the same meal, taking all your basic foods, but then adding a twist on it. So it's not like you're just eating the same thing over and over again even though it is essentially the same thing. So those, you know, are some of my go-tos. My other go-to as well, because um, I usually like to reserve a little bit more of my fat for the evenings, is if I'm not having, you know, um, a ground beef or something of that nature, then I'll have eggs and things like that. So I have, a, I have again, about five or six, you know, quick go-to dinners that I can easily make at any given point whenever I want to. Usually I keep it pretty simple and do the same things, but whenever I do need to mix it up, I know how to mix it up with that. Um, Renee, 
Oh, one second. Chris, I got a couple of comments here and then we'll come back to you, Renee. Um, Chris has said in the comments here, I just did that with Sonic drinks and was, oh my, I'm assuming she was talking about like when I was looking at sauces and just looking at the nutrition facts in it. So yeah, Sonic, I mean, really any sort of pop, any sort of, you know, if you know it's sweet, it's not going to be very good in terms of macros for it. Um, and especially with that, you know, if you're, if your soda has 50 grams of sugar, if you should be having 150 grams of carbs is a third of your daily carb intake really going to be worth drinking and not being able to eat it, especially how quick that's going to go. Um, we've had to keep a whole shelf of veggie steamers since that's easy to get ready for kids and us. We look, uh, we look up how to feed toddlers and they need veggies at lunch and dinner. Of course, just like most of us, interestingly, experts do not recommend toddlers have any carbs or fruit for lunch. Well, that's, that's good to know. I'm excited to learn all the stuff about kid nutrition once we have our, our baby girl growing up with it. Um, and I'm sure Thriving Lives will also kind of transition even more because as I'm applying things with my kid, then I'll be able to help out even more with the parents than, than what we're already doing. But I love that though. So Krista said she has like the veggie steamers, um, veggie packs, both for herself and for the kids as well. Um, so I think that's awesome. So she understands that that's a staple she always has on hand for the benefit of the entire family. It's quick, it's easy, it's efficient. And the great thing with that, since they're frozen, I believe those are frozen. Um, what's great about that is like, it's not going to go bad. So if you don't eat it this week, it's there for, for next week as well. Um, so I, that's a, that's a great option as well. You know, I do the same thing with like all my, all of my veggies for the most part, you know, is, is fresh, um, organic veggies, the best, of course it is. But at the same time, is that always most economical? Um, is it always most efficient? And again, like what happens if, you know, the veggies go bad? We all, we all, all know that the, the the heartache of buying veggies with the intention of cooking them, they sit in the fridge for a week and you're like, oh, shit, I never cooked that. Um, so having the frozen option there, you can still buy fresh and I still do that as well. But having the frozen option there is like, well, I ran out of fresh veggies or they went bad or I forgot to get them. I have them frozen there in the fr in the in the freezer. Same thing with fruit as well. I get we always keep frozen fruit in there, whether so that we can go make you know frozen smoothies or something of that nature, um, or or shakes and things like that. That way, if I run like I ran out of apples and bananas this this week and haven't got back to the score yet, but luckily we have frozen fruit in the in the freezer at all times for that situation. So those are some of our go tos. Krista, great go to with your veggies. Renee, do you have any? go-tos, whether it be snack foods or like actual meals that you eat? Yeah. So say I generally like to base my meal on a base of spring mix and then I'll do a protein. So either chicken, fish, ground beef, ground turkey, and then a carb, typically either rice or potatoes, and then veggie and topping. So I will I can make this a million different ways, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, I can make it like a Mexican cilantro lime bowl. I can make it a burger bowl. I can make Mediterranean from cod or ground turkey. Um, so that's something that I do all the time. And that's something that I love. And, and um, then, so like, it's, it's, if, if I can pause real quick. So it sounds like the, the, the meal itself is the same, but then by using just maybe different sauces, different seasonings with it, or just kind of changing up the actual source of protein or the source of, of carb that you're having that completely changes the whole meal for you. Yeah. But it's always spring mix, carb, protein toppings. That's awesome. So, um, that's what I found worked really well for me. Um, for lunches, I always do 
lentil pasta with the ground turkey and the sauce. Uh, I've been doing that for, for. Do you use red sauce or white sauce? Or what kind of sauce do you use? Um, I use red sauce. I I'm someone that reads the labels on everything I get and chooses to do like mostly organic. I don't do any canola oil or things like that. So I always want the um, cleanest That's good. way you can get it um, just for my nutrition and my gut health personally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do red sauce. And then another one I do a lot is tuna. That's something that I can just quickly make if I need to. Um, I'll do like a rice cake, spring mix, and tuna, and I'll either put pickles on top or cheese. So again, is it the best? No, but it's fast and it is, it works. Yeah, it's fast. Um, and and uh, you, do, you, do you do uh, canned tuna with that or like uh, packaged tuna? Like the, the, the I do canned tuna. Cool, cool. Do you do? Yeah, I do the albacore. Awesome, perfect. So that's, that's albacore like in water, not oil, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. perfect 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 yep i love it those, those um my favorite rice is called right rice and it's chickpea pea and lentil rice um so i will usually i can meal prep that and make four meals of it um well, I've, I've heard of that talk on that for a second though so um i've heard of it i've had some friends kind of send it over to me i just uh, never done it because i'm like i know it's a little bit more expensive than just like regular rice rice it is expensive. Does it, it does it have uh because of of what it's sourced by does it have a lot more fiber in it yeah it does That's awesome. um i'd have to look it up to see the exact fiber content of it um and you and you don't need to right now i just i, I had that question with it because I, I didn't know that's what it was made with um i didn't know exactly what it was so i figured based off the sources of it that it would have higher fiber which is yeah so the mediterranean right rice has 10 grams complete protein and five grams of fiber all right awesome um so yeah that's something that i always have and there's a ton of different flavors of it um so i do that all the time and then also i'll add pumpkin seeds to some of my meals if i need to for protein and fat good um avocado is always add on as well to basically any meal Mm -hmm. um if you need extra fat as well um for snacks again i used to get a lot of like snack foods at the store and i'm a lot better lately at getting more whole foods for, for snacks like i would either have yogurt and fruit or i would have um a cheese stick or something as opposed to getting chips even yeah. though my chips were healthy the chips aren't going to fill me up and, so and it's still chips so regardless of if it's a healthier alternative it's still right. chips it can only still be so healthy with that um, yeah it is like it's not going to give you the micronutrients or the macronutrients that you would and, need and like you said before it's not going to satiate you like regardless what kind of yeah. chip it is you're going to be able to eat 10 servings without getting really full off of it whereas yeah. if you're more of those those nutrient dense, you know, higher fiber, higher protein options that'll keep you much more satiated. I like it. Yeah. So those are some of mine. Um, I have a million different recipes that I'll. I'm someone that I love finding new recipes and making them, and I have time to do it, so yeah. it's nice. Um, but I love mixing up that template of my spring mix 
carb and protein um, and veggie. And yeah, I always have protein shakes on hand in case I do protein shakes all the time. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's easy for me. Protein bars are also easy, um, but they are going to rack up your calorie count a little bit more. So that can be a downfall sometimes. But the good thing um, with those though, just having those on hand again, like protein bars, protein cookies, stuff like that. Those aren't necessarily going to be a staple in my diet on a daily basis, but they're a staple in my pantry because like I know in your situation, Renee, you know, Renee and I work together on Fridays now. Uh, she has that day off and that's when we're kind of, you know, working on thriving lives together. And she, I know, brings, you know, a protein bar with her because it's just more efficient than going next door to the gym to go microwave a meal and sit down and eat the meal and then come back to the coffee shop, which we've been doing as well. But having things like that on hand allow her to bring a protein bar over and instead of getting up to have to go heat up a meal real quick, just because it's not as efficient and bringing a lunchbox or cooler, whatever, it's just a little bit simpler. Um, now, obviously, that's going to change your macros a little bit. Usually, they're going to be a little bit, you know, maybe a little bit higher in sugar, maybe a little higher in fat, but but ultimately it's not going to be a total meal replacement. She'll have to make up for some of those macros maybe later on in the day um, and plan ahead a little bit with it, but that gives her a good go-to with it. Um, You know, the same thing with like protein shakes, like that's one of the easiest things somebody can do is just have protein powder and shaker bottles. You know, I give you the links to all that stuff, especially the shaker bottles, because not necessarily everybody comes to TLF with those, but having those is just a lifesaver because it comes with a little blender ball. You can toss in, you know, one or two scoops of protein powder with it. And then just keep that in your car, keep that in your backpack, keep that at, at work whenever you need it. And then whenever you need it, maybe you ran out of, maybe you forgot your lunch at home. Maybe you ran out of food. Maybe you're just so damn hungry that day that you need something to eat instead of going to the lounge where there's, you know, snack foods or the vending machine, boom, you've got a protein shake, smash that real quick. Just add eight ounces, 12 ounces, 16 ounces of water. And you've got 20 or 40 grams of protein right there. You're going to be satiated enough until you can get to your next real meal. So I love that too, Renee. I know you have a a lot of good snack foods too, that that you recommend for people as well. Um, Yeah, I do have a lot of, I find just a lot of different like I said, I'm gluten-free, and so I find a lot of different things that I think work well with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the biggest game changers is doing, like, the added fiber in my pasta or the rice. So either having that lentil pasta or the right rice, um, that is very beneficial to me. Definitely. Um, but, yeah, sometimes I'll go to the store and just my favorite thing to do is just wander Whole Foods and reading, read the ingredients of everything and see if it's a new snack I want to try or yeah. a new way I can make something. Um, I do rice cakes with yogurt a lot. Um, and yeah, just new little fun snacks make me yeah. happy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, like Renee just said, and I said it earlier on in the call, you know, just taking a little bit of time, if you have the time to, I highly, highly encourage you to just stroll through the store, take your time a little bit, go up and down the aisles. It really, I mean, even if you just take an extra five minutes each time you go and hit up a new aisle and kind of look at different things, think about when you're walking to the grocery store, especially if you're learning how to track your macros with this stuff, think about some foods you really, really like to have, like whether that's enchiladas or that's some sort of a pasta meal or what, whatever your food is, and then go look at those food areas in the, in the aisles and see, okay, what are some substitutes here that I could have with this? What are my options of pasta sauces? And then find the ones with the best ingredient list. So again, like not having all the, the seed oils and things of that nature, simple ingredient list with just the whole foods that are in them are always the best. Um, but then obviously finding ones without added sugar and stuff like that, you know, go through the frozen aisle 
and look at the different ice cream alternatives that there are. I mean, we literally live in a time where there's alternatives to everything and you can always find something that's a lot more macro friendly that maybe has better fiber content, better, better protein content, isn't nearly as processed as maybe what they used to be or whatever the case is. So just take a little bit of extra time and I promise it goes way further over the course of your life just by you guys putting that little bit extra time into it and into kind of finding some of those efficiency things like that. Um, Krista also said in time efficiency is so important. You know, she has, she has a couple little kids, but I think that that goes for everybody is time efficiency is always important. If it's taking you hours and hours and hours to meal prep and things like that, then it's going, there's gonna be plenty of weeks where you just don't get it done because you didn't have the time to do it that, that way that week. But so she said, you know, sometimes buying things that are pre-cut, pre-sliced uh, will increase in it being used um, and not wasted. Great point. Pineapple is a great one. Nicole and I will buy a whole pineapple every now and then. And then it goes bad because we're like, we don't want to cut that thing up because um, it's messy. It gets, you know, the juice everywhere all over it. And it's a lot of work for only a little bit of pineapple. So paying an extra $2, if you can, for the pre-cut pineapple, boom, you're actually going to eat that pineapple. It's already pre-cut for you. And you're getting the same amount, just a little bit more, but now you're not having to get your whole kitchen sticky and juicy and everything like that. And same thing with the rest of the fruits and veggies and things of that nature. Um, yeah, I'm huge on pre-cut like yeah. sweet potatoes, I'll do those all the time. Um, anyway. And it's funny, I don't have children or anything. And I just I hate taking the time too. You what? I didn't know they had pre-cut sweet potatoes. Like, like frozen oh, Yeah, they foods? have sweet potato cubes at Whole Foods. Frozen ones? No, they're fresh. Oh, no shit. That's crazy. I haven't mm -hmm. been to Whole Foods in a while. I need to go back there. Yeah. I, I love sweet potatoes, but the time it takes to cut up sweet potatoes, even if you're just peeling it, I'm like, this ain't worth it. No, yeah. Especially how much food I eat for the most part. I'm gonna need like three sweet potatoes per meal at that point. And I'm like, I can't I can't be doing that. That's too much time. So that's yeah. cool. That. I don't uh, buy like pre-cut like the the containers of like pre-cut strawberries or things like that. Like I can't I can't do that. Can't yeah. justify it. But yeah. pre-cut especially strawberries. You can just, sure. just bite the damn um, strawberry and just don't eat the, the stem and you're good. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um we did a potato steamer tonight, uh, Chris has said as well. So yeah, so so exactly. Finding, finding, finding some of these go-to things to still have whole foods um, and things of that nature is just just a, an awesome way to kind of do it. Um, also, like now that we're on potato talk for a second, even getting frozen potatoes is, is another option as well. You know, I actually don't have an air fryer, but people swear by those things. Um, I'm sure it, I, I could learn a lot if I had an air fryer with it. But again, having things like that, you know, um, if I want potatoes and I don't want to have to go meal prep potatoes and stuff like that, then what I can do is just get frozen and then boom, I'm, I'm, I'm good to go with that. She also said air fryer carrots are the best as well. Uh, air fryer is a, a good, I like it. You, you have an air fryer? Yeah, yeah. I just do like this week I've been doing my green beans and my potatoes in there. I just throw them both in there and nice. it's quick and easy. Yeah. Uh, something I did last week too. And again, this is just a, another just twist on kind of what, what I'm doing, like instead of just doing my frozen broccoli or frozen green beans, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to Sam's Club. I'm going to get like the $3 big two pound bags of like um, cut up broccoli and green beans and stuff like that. And then I came home and just rinsed them all, but put them on giant pans, put them into the the oven at like 425. Um, I put a bunch of seasonings on there. I used, um, you can also use, so I have avocado oil spray, which it's the only ingredient in there is avocado essentially. But so I'll actually kind of spray down all of my, uh, my veggies, not a ton of it because you're, 
even though it says zero calories on any of those spray bottles for like cooking spray, like avocado spray or olive oil and stuff like that, it's, it has calories in it. There's like a thousand servings in it because it's like a quarter second of a spray with it. So you're still going to get your fat with it, but it's an easy way to kind of cover it all. Um, just very, very quickly, just enough to like get that seasoning stick on there and a fry just a little bit. Um, and then toss that into the, to the oven for like 25 minutes. And then boom, I have an entire week's worth of delicious, like actually, like I look forward to that broccoli. If it's just normal frozen broccoli, I'll eat it. Cause I know I need it, but by having that, that seasoned broccoli up there. So nice. And again, like it didn't take me a whole lot of time to do it. I literally do it as I'm like cooking up my ground Turkey. So again, like we want to be super efficient with what we're doing with it. So getting that pre-cut stuff, um, even if you are going to toss in the oven or whatever is just so, so beneficial. Yeah. Um, trying to think there's really much else, but I don't know. I think we kind of hit it. I think we kind of hit it. Anybody have any questions, any thoughts, any other go-to foods? What, what are your, go-to meals look like? What do your go-to snacks look like? If you guys want to share. All right. I'll break the silence. No, no need to add on to it. Hopefully you guys, you know, came in and, and heard some different snacks and whatnot. Hopefully one takeaway that you have is spend a little bit of time at the grocery store, checking different foods out. Learning that way is always honestly the best. Because then you can, instead of having me tell you, here's your go-to foods, here's your staple meals, you can start kind of figuring out some of those for yourself as well, which again, we're, we're talking about long-term sustainability with this. If you're only eating the foods that me or Renee are telling you what to eat, then you're not really going to have that long-term sustainability unless you just stick to these meals forever, which is totally fine because that's what I do. But um, you want to kind of find your own things and take some some autonomy with this. Um Love being, uh, Krista also said in the commentary, I love being reminded by you that sriracha is a good condiment, lots of flavor, not the macros on it, it's like essentially none. So like hot sauce, we'll talk about sauces real quick and then we'll hop off of here. So hot sauces are generally going to be pretty good. Um, there's a little bit of vinegar in a lot of them. And then it's just whatever kind of chili peppers and stuff like that they're using with it and some salt. That's usually what is in most hot sauces anyway. Um, I'm a huge like hot, hot sauce person. Um, cause again, like it's macro friendly. Uh, most mustards are going to be pretty macro friendly as well. I'm not a huge mustard guy, but honestly, I'll, I'll eat a mustard filled anything before I just eat it completely dry. It's always funny to me when new clients come in, they're like, can I add sauce to this? I'm like, yeah, if you weren't, you're a psychopath. Like eating something sauceless is, is wild to me. Um, uh, but again, like picking the right sauces because sauces is it very easy way. If you grab the wrong thing, you're, you just doubled your whole meal's calories by whatever the sauce was that you grabbed. So finding things on there where, you know, most sauces are going to be like a tablespoon or two tablespoons for whatever it is. Um, and with that serving size, you would just want to make sure that it doesn't have more than like two grams of carbs, two grams of fat, something like that. Um, if we've reversed out of you and you have a ton, like, you know, my females here, if you're at 200 grams of carbs, you might have enough wiggle room in that. Like maybe you're full quite often. You might have a little bit more wiggle room where you could have a higher calorie or a higher carb um, sauce if that helps kind of transform your meal, make it look, you know, make you look even more forward to it. Um, so again, that's one of the other benefits of like reverse dieting and getting your calories a lot higher is that now you gave us a wiggle room so you can look forward to your meals even more by having maybe a little bit higher calorie sauces as needed with it. Um, um yeah, good swap, sriracha hot sauce for ketchup. Um, and honestly, I mean, you can find decent ketchup as well. Like the regular Heinz ketchup, not good. I think it's got like whatever kind of seed oils all up in there. There's a bunch of sugar added to it. Like it's not 
just tomatoes that you're, that you're rocking with here. Um, but you can still look at the difference that there's going to be like 10 different ketchups whenever you're at the store as well. So find the ones that have like no sugar added that have no seed oils and stuff like that in there. Um, same thing um, as- to that too. Yeah. For talking about food swaps. Mm-hmm. I do Greek yogurt often for swapping out sour cream. And then also if I make like a homemade pasta, I'll put Greek yogurt in the pasta to make uh, it like creamy. Make, oh, okay. that makes sense that makes sense so so you you even do that with like red sauce um like with it to just make it a little more creamy um no like there's a salmon dish that i make that's a, um, like garlic okay. it's just a garlic sauce so i just do like reserved pasta water and then greek yogurt oh okay that's cool um, like and that. then i'll add greek yogurt to like my lime chicken bowls instead of sour cream yeah. Now, when she's saying Greek yogurt, we want to make sure that's that's unsweetened, that's plain, yeah, plain. Greek yogurt, yeah. not vanilla or something like that, because you do that with a pasta dish and you're probably gonna be angry about what you just did to that pasta dish because now you just made it sweet. But no, yeah, uh, yeah. Plain Greek yogurt's a great option as well. I think it's like six or eight ounces is about 18 to like 20 grams of protein, something like that. So exactly. So like Renee is saying, like you can even turn that into a sauce. So instead of you having 20 grams of sugar or carbs with your sauce you can have 20 grams of protein instead if you do some greek yogurt mixed with the pasta water like you said that's a good idea as well you can also mix avocado with the greek yogurt to make an avocado like dressing avocado Mm. lime dressing i like that i like that so so notice like there's so many different ways that you can do this josh here says uh, pickles are my go-to snack throw a few cut up in dinner meals and add some flavor i crave I hate pickles love that you're (laughs) eating them though josh that's awesome and honestly a great way to get low calorie foods. And so, so people that love pickles stock up on pickles um, because they're going to be low calorie and they're going to have a ton of potassium. And I think it has even more potassium. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that than like bananas, but they're going to be great for that as well. Um, and again, they're not going to pack up much of a punch to your, to your calories whatsoever. And if you love pickles, you can throw that stuff on everything. Um, I also, I don't always do this, but especially like when I'm cutting, I like to have a bunch of different sauces on hand at salsas on hand as well. So, you know, cut up tomatoes and and, and onions and stuff like that, um, that you can just get pre-made from the store. But that's, that's going to be a low hit to, to your calories with it. And again, it's taking a normal meal and just elevating it a little bit, just giving a little bit of a different flair to it. So it's just not the same thing all the time. So again, like, you know, we're, we're talking about meals and having staple meals and go-to meals like that, but having that same relationship with sauces as well can completely change what you're doing and take the same meal and elevate it and make it a whole different experience on a daily basis if you want to, or maybe you just do a weekly basis. Um, you know, um, liquid aminos is a great thing as well. It's like a soy sauce replacement. Um, it is still soy, um, but it's going to be a whole lot less sodium. Sodium is not necessarily bad, but whenever you're doing like straight up soy sauce, you're just getting a ton of sodium. Um, with that. So by doing liquid aminos, you're going to get a little lower sodium option of a soy sauce, um, which is always good as well. It's great on, you know, chicken, beef, whatever, um, really any of those meat stuff. Um, coming back to like the carb type of thing, I would say like rice is always my biggest go-to. And that's mainly just because of the efficiency, as Chris has said here in the comments, efficiency is key. And, you know, I just posted in the group, I, I tossed my rice right before we got on here and it's already done. I heard it beep when we were here. So it's good to go. So I can go up there. Now I have my main carb source for the entire week ready to go. Um, and it took me three minutes to make. Um, so yeah, 
So find, find your go-to things, you know, use the diet plans that, that we build out for you to, to help you kind of give a good guideline with it, but then practice swapping those things out by using the Thriving Lives Kitchen trial. Um, or if you actually pay for the whole subscription with it, you have the different options on there. It will tell you the whole list of different protein options. So you can swap out whenever you're getting tired of chicken or whatever. You can swap out the different carbs whenever you're getting tired of them. You can do the same thing with fats and things like that. So start there. Also look around at the grocery store, find your own go-to's. You know, think about your traditional snacks that you've always kind of grown up with. And then what are some replacements you can have with that? Um, cereal is another thing. Like I grew up, I think we all grew up on on breakfast cereal and most of which is is not good. Um, it's just a ton of processed stuff. It's super high in sugar, but there are healthier options out there. So you can still get that little cereal fix, but maybe not with the same hit as otherwise. Um, but yeah, anyway, good, good call, everybody. Um I think we're, I think we're going to go. You guys have a great uh, rest of your guys this week. Um, see you guys on check-in day. If you're listening to this on Monday, go kill it. Um, and then, oh, next week, we are canceling the Zoom call next week. Um, and then we will come back the following week with that. Um, we might say, I, I might, I'm thinking about this. I don't even know if I just say it, but I'm thinking about possibly switching up the days um, that we do this. Or maybe every week it might be a little bit different because I know that not everybody's available on Wednesday, but some people might be available on a Tuesday or Monday or a Thursday sometimes. So we might start mixing up the days that we do this. Not sure if we're going to do it or not, but just tossing it out there. Give, give me some feedback if you guys have any, but have a great week and I will see you guys later.